0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for joining me this week. I've been really freaking busy. I'll tell you that for sure. I've been having a lot of meetings about the new book that's coming out January 18th, Love Unfucked, which I'm sure you're going to love. In fact, I'm absolutely positive you're going to love it. And we've got some incentives coming up, right? Some promotional incentives because I have a game for this book, right? I want this book to come out of the freaking gate so strong and make a statement because you look, you're already a member of the nation. You already know the work that I do and the kind of work that I do and what makes it distinct. And as far as I'm concerned, by the way, distinct from everything else that's out there, right? I know there's a lot of, influencers and quote-unquote self-help gurus out there who are doing whatever the hell they're doing. But I really, in my heart of hearts, believe what I'm doing here with you guys is unique and unlike anything else. It's not motivational, although you do get motivated. It's not psychological, although you do get a deep understanding of yourself and ultimately designed to make real And lasting change, but included in that is a profound understanding of self. So everything that I'm doing here with this new book is designed to spread the word and get it out there and make a real difference for people, right? That's ultimately what this is all about for me as a human being is to make a big difference for people. So you'll get updates in the coming weeks about the kind of promotional things that we're putting together here at The Nation. To not only empower you, but to make sure you get the book in your hands. And if you so choose to, so that you can get the book in the hands of the people in your life that matter to you too. All right. So this week's episode, we're going into a tricky time of the year, right? I mean, you know, if you live in the United States, we got Thanksgiving. And then shortly after that, we're going right into this holiday, Christmasy, you know, time of year, whatever your celebration is. However. It brings with it a lot of unwanted stuff, right? So there's all the wanted stuff about this time of the year. So for you, it might be, you know, Christmas presents and Christmas trees and tinsel and all that other stuff. But there's the burden. There's this kind of weight of expectation that comes with it. Now, this is true in life, not just true at Christmas. And you'll hear me talking about this frequently when you get yourself into a certain thing in life, and then you start sending me fucking emails because of what you never saw coming or what you had really thought about. In fact, I would say, I'm not going to give a percentage to it, but a lot of the communications that I get from people are unexpected items arising in their pursuit of this thing they wanted to do, right? So like, I don't know, losing weight or writing a book or whatever the fucking thing is. What people write to me about is, oh, how can I stay motivated? Or I never finish things that I plan to start. It's all coming from the same spot. That is, you are not fully aware of what the hell you were getting yourself into. So- then what are some of the unseen things about this time of year? Well, one is that people get suppressed at this time of year, right? They get burdened. They get heavy. They get nostalgic. They look back. They remember situations that they can no longer have. They look back. They remember people in their life that are no longer in their life for whatever reason. So people get nostalgic and heavy and burdensome okay, as a way of being right? Like they're experiencing themselves. So there you have on this one hand, this kind of celebration. It's a holiday. People are apparently happier at this time of year. Or are they? And then all the stuff in TV that's coming out here on your social media or or whatever you're doing on the fucking internet. Those are all the things that you see you should be doing apparently when you look at all these commercials and shows, and then you look at your life, you see that perfectly decorated house, and then you see your little fucking shitty twig of a Christmas tree, and on and on and on and on. You get how easy it is to get caught up in all of this. Now, again, it's not just true of this time of year. It's true in life. It's easy to focus on one thing or group of things and ignore what's coming down the pike at you. It's easy to do that. It's easy at this time of year to get caught up in the nostalgia of what has been or the anxiety of what should be and find yourself so wrapped up in that you get to miss the whole fucking point. Your problems won't magically disappear just because there's fucking tinsel around your door. What do they call it in America? I don't know. They call it tinsel, where I'm from. I always forget these things. My three sons are like legit bona fide Americans, as is my wife. And I still use words, even though it's got a fucked up accent. I still use words that I used growing up in Scotland. And I can't get off it. Like, even when I'm driving my car, I still call the signaling thing that Americans call it. It's an indicator in Scotland. I'm indicating right or indicating left. Anyway, I digress. What I'd like you to understand here is there's a predictable darkness that'll come at this time of year, and it's okay. And if you're already not looking forward to that family gathering, well, get the work done between now and then. If you're not looking forward to seeing your fucking sister because you two don't get along, or your dad, or your aunt, or your grandma, whatever the fucking thing is. It doesn't matter. What I want you to understand here, what I want you to get in touch with is, in your mind, there'll be how this is supposed to go. And then there's just how it's going. And to quote the famous English philosopher, Alan Watts, who's becoming a favorite of mine right now. But anyway, he said the whole point, the meaning of life, is to be alive. Unfortunately, we screw that up. We screw it up by getting wrapped up in how it's supposed to be. And when I say how it's supposed to be, I mean how it's supposed to be in our minds. And yet, as I said, most of the shit that I get from people is the unseen, is what they never saw coming or hadn't anticipated would happen to them. Like. People jump into their diet, for instance. We're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking do this. I'm racking up that fucking vegetable drawer in the fridge, also known as the place where dreams go to die. <laughs> but I'm going to fucking going to load that fucking thing up. It's going to be filled with kale and all kinds of goodies. And then I'll ignore that drawer for a week and go back in there next week and clear out the mushy mess that's in there. But anyway, If you use the example of people who are out to change their diet, either by eating more or eating less, because some people are trying to make their bodies bigger. Some people are trying to make their bodies smaller. It comes with its own stresses and shrines, just like this time of year. So your job is not to get yourself tied up in knots about how this was supposed to go or how this is supposed to be. But I'd rather really appreciate that you're somebody who's in this. To really appreciate, and I really really mean that like a context of appreciation. Like, I appreciate that I get to live this life. And your life might not be going the way you wanted it to right now. And it might be fucking quite a ways off. That's okay. It's all right. Fucking your fucking knickers in a twist. There's no way it's supposed to be. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. And when you can get that, when you can get it's just how it is, you'll notice that little kind of churning sensation you get inside when you're not okay with where your life is. That's coming from how you think it's supposed to be. That's what that is. That's what you're dealing with. Some internal image of how life is supposed to be. And then there's the angst and the suffering And the stress and the strain of all that's in the way, the constraint of that, the straitjacket of your own making, you're not free. You're not free to be yourself in the life you have because you're so wrapped up in the life that you think you fucking should have. You don't get to enjoy what you have because you're so fucking torn and compressed by what you think you should have how you think this should look, how you think this should sound, smell. And it's weird as fuck that this is the case, but it is the case. And you know this, by the way, if you let yourself think about it. We often look back in our life and lament simpler times. Simpler times like, oh yeah, when I was in that job. I mean, it wasn't a great job, but life was simpler then. Oh yeah, I look back in those times. Oh yeah, when I was 14, I hated how my face looked, but. Those were simpler times. You look back on the simpler times like they were somehow better. Yet when you were in them, you were striving and aiming for the life you currently have. And the life you currently have took whatever twists and turns that it took. But yet, back then, people often look back then like that life was better. That's why people are often striving to get back to the good old days, which is just a complete crock of unadulterated fucking bullshit. There were no good old days. Those days didn't exist. But imagine if in those good old days, you were present to those good old days for what they were. They would probably have been a whole lot more fucking enjoyable. That's the impact of living your life. Either with your eyes stuck in the rear view mirror or peering far down the road, you don't get to enjoy the fucking drive you've got. You don't get to enjoy where you're at. You know, this is a year of your life. You're in right now. You should soak it up a bit more. You should take it all in a bit more. This coming holiday season, take in the one you've got, instead of getting fucked up with some idea of how it's supposed to be, take it in. Experience it fully. Let yourself have the whole of it, including your sherry Christmas tree, or that no one's coming to visit, or you're not going to visit anyone, or that person who used to be in your life, and blah 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 blah. blah. Experience the life you have, and if you can get good at that, if you can get good, yeah, that's right. I'm saying getting good. If you can get good at experiencing the life you have, you'll live a great fucking life. You'll live a great life. The past and the present don't exist other than in the experience you're having right now. The past and the present don't exist other than in the experience you're having right now. That is, they live in the present. And that's what you have a say about Yeah, let that blow your mind. You're always present, right? But what are you present for? Present for the past? Are you present for the future? Or are you present for what's here and the present? And if there's a job that you have, really, if there's a job that you have, that is your fucking job to remind yourself, to get yourself here, to take in and experience and live this life. Not lament the old one or get your fucking knickers in a twist about the next one, but to be here for this one. All right, in a moment, we're going to be taking our question from The Nation. We're going to take a little break right now. But if you want to participate in a future Unfuck Nation question, email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. Call me on the Unfuck Nation hotline, please. Call me on that hotline. Or you can text me on that hotline. 646-450-3203. 646-450-3203. And then you can also find me on the Unfuck Nation website, unfucknation.com. Don't forget to visit the Unfuck store. The Unfuck store. And yes, I do know, We've been a long time waiting for some new things to come in, but you can still get our fucking classic, iconic Unfuck Nation t shirt and sweatshirts right now. And then it's important for me to remind you of this because we get a lot of fucking people listening to this show from all over the world. And a country that keeps jumping out at me, by the way, is Finland. We're a pretty fucking big deal in Finland. Anyway, please remind yourself to rate the show, whatever you're getting, your podcasts, if you're getting them from iTunes, Spotify, or whatever, Google, Google Play Store, wherever you're getting it, please go in there, rate, and review the show, and subscribe to the show, because all of those things count in making the show a bigger, more powerful medium. We, you and I, the more the show spreads, you and I get to make a difference. And then these people who are calling in with their questions, they get to make a difference for you. And I want you to get, when somebody gives a question to the nation and I use that question, I want you to get that person is making a difference for you. They're being vulnerable, they're bringing themselves to the table, and their question may well have opened something up for you. So if you're sitting there with a fucking question on your mind and you're not saying it, it's a little fucking stingy. There's somebody out there. The life could change because of your question. It's not only just about you. And that's what I love about The Nation. It's not just about you. That's why it's called Unfuck Nation, not Unfuck You. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with a question from The Nation. Hang right there.
0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: All right, all right. Welcome back to the second part of the show. This is the part where we take our question from the nation. Okay. And I picked this question this week because it actually ties in somewhat with this week's show topic. Okay. Obviously, when somebody gives me a question here at the Nation, you have to listen from the context of your own life, right? This isn't, you know, voyeurism or something where we're kind of looking at other people's lives and sitting there and getting titillated by it, right? This is really about you listening to it and listening for all the ways that this applies. you. That way we get to make a big impact. Okay. So this week's question comes from Lexi McIntyre. Lexi, you're probably squealing right now that your question got picked, but anyway, here we go. Lexi says, hi, Gary. I'm an avid listener of yours. I've read all of your books on Audible and have listened to every episode of your podcast. I'm actually in the midst of re-listening to your books to say I'm a fan would be a huge understatement. All right, Lexi. Thank you. Lexi goes on to say, I've been struggling with what seems like a fairly unique problem. I make a good effort at applying your principles to my everyday life. However, because of the nature of my career, I'm an actor and a writer. The rejection I face related to my career steers me off course and makes me doubt and question the progress I'm making altogether. I know better that I shouldn't doubt the progress I'm making. It just becomes so hard when rejection Is strangely a big part of my life. My question is when rejection is unavoidable in your chosen career path, how do you stay committed to being relentless and motivated? Thanks for listening and thank you for all that you do. My best, Lexi. Okay, Lexi, for fuck's sake, you're an actor and a writer. All right, so there's something about that being an actor or a writer or being a designer. Or being someone who's in any kind of field where you have to create something, you have to make something, and generally make something out of nothing, or at least something greater than what you have. Now, this thing here goes for a lot of people, but I'll explain why it absolutely applies to everybody, but I'm going to start with my creatives out there. Part of being a creator is that you create, but it comes from, for want of a better phrase. It comes from the heart. So it's coming from you. Most, if not all of the creatives I've ever met can't distinguish between what they're doing and themselves. It's all just one big mash, right? Like a cauliflower mash, but not quite as tasty. So your work, if you like, and by the way, I want you to know this is something I'm pretty fucking good at. I don't define my work as myself. My work isn't me. My work is what I do. So when I write a book, people are going to review it. And they're going to review it with shitty reviews, okay reviews, and great reviews. And that's okay. And I don't get damaged by it. And the reason I don't get damaged by it is because it's not me, right? It's actually a big part of the deal of being creative is you're exposing yourself to this thing that a lot of human beings avoid, this thing called judgment. And where people struggle is they can't distinguish between the work being judged and them being judged because this murky chasm. But there's a bridge between the two that you need to break. You need to break this bridge between who you are and your passion in life. Now, if you are a creative, and everything you do and everything you bring to the table, is going to be judged, and it will be judged, and it's supposed to be fucking judged. That's the other thing. And as you sit there with your fingers crossed, hoping they approve of you, in parentheses, your work, yeah, I mean, there's a certain amount of courage that one has to embrace in being a creator. It's part of the deal. And yeah, rejection of what you do is... A very significant part of this. And if you can't get your arms around this notion of rejection, then you'll have a short career. Part of why it's a big problem for people who are creative, but I assert all people, is because you think that one of these days somebody's going to say yes and that'll be the key to this la-la land that you think you're going to end up in. You're in that kind of mode of giving to get. And I talk about this and stop doing that shit. Being a writer isn't about becoming a writer. Being a writer is about being a writer. It's that you get to live that life. Same with being an actor or a painter or a sculptor or a designer or a whatever. It's that you get to live that life. But in the back of our mind, we're thinking of that day where this all fucking turns out. So then you end up in this thing called a job. It's not a fucking purpose. And it is a job. It's like, I'll do this and do this and do this and do this. Did that work? No. I'll do this and do this and do this and do this and do this. Did that work? No. Do this, do this, do this, do this. That work? No. Oh, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. What are you missing out on? You're missing out on that you're getting to do what you love. People are going to judge that. People are going to approve of that. Some people might not. I've met actors, by the way, over the years who you would never fucking know who they are. And they've never done anything really of note. But for some reason or another, they settled for themselves that this is the life they love. This is what they want to do with their life. That They get to express themselves, that their acting has become their self-expression. Rejection. I don't know why people get so fucked up about this. It's part of the fucking deal, right? I'll use that little famous among the nation analogy. When you walk into Starbucks, what does it smell like? It smells like coffee, right? Well, if you want to be an actor, what does it smell like? It smells like rejection. If you want to apply for a new job, What does that smell like? (laughs) Nose. Lots of no's. If you want to ask people that, you want to be in a relationship, what does that smell like? Well, part of the smell includes people are going to say no. I don't know why people get fucked up by the idea of rejection. Well, I do know, but why they insist they should when it's just part of the fucking smell in the coffee shop. Starbucks smells like coffee. Acting smells like rejection. I created this little context for myself a long time ago. You know, a big part of my career has been about rejection. And the way that I approached it was I wanted to get through as many no's as possible, as quickly as possible, so that I could get to the yes. So the no's were nothing. It was just like like I was farming for yeses. And I really took on that idea of farming. Like There's a lot out there. I think one of the things that you do, why rejection sometimes, not just for you, Lexi, but for a lot of people, is they've got so much focus and attention on this one thing or this one item that when it doesn't turn out, it's a massive body blow. It's just like, ah. And you don't realize you've actually got about 10 fucking thousands of those in you, and yet you were so intent and so focused on that one with your fingers crossed, And this is the one that's going to really fucking do it for me. (laughs) And that's often what it comes down to with people. You're not stirring the pot enough. The pot's too, the stir is too slow. It's like, oh yeah, maybe this one. No, it's like, okay, this one, okay, this one. 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 Okay. Ah, there's one. People call that abundance. I just call that agitating your environment in a way that's consistent with the result you're out to produce. I'll say it again. Agitating your environment in a way that's consistent with the result you're out to produce. I often find that with talented people. It's not they don't have a talent. They just never fucking moved enough molecules. They just weren't operating at the kind of frequency that their success was at. I know that sounds a bit will-will, but that's true. But hey, Lexi, wake up. Smell the fucking coffee. But in your case... Breathe in that rejection, baby. (laughs) That's part of the fucking deal. Love it. You get to get rejected. You get to fucking engage with life from that perspective. People aren't rejecting, you know, they're rejecting some fucking performance you had, but you got to perform or something you'd written, but you got to fucking write. You write for the love of God. You act for the love of God. Come on. Oh, it's the rejection that's getting, you off. Know. You got to embrace that shit. Love it. Love that you get to be who you are and do what you do. Fucking rejoice in that shit. It's always the case though, right? If you look at the first part of the show, people get fucked up by what they'd never really, truly given their consideration to. And then that image in your head of how this is supposed to go ends up deflating you. No, you got to take the whole thing on, the whole fucking lot of it. A big part of being in a relationship, for instance, is arguing or disagreeing or falling out or maybe even separating. It's all part of the deal. You might not like it. You might not want it. And it's part of the deal. So embrace your own little Starbucks. By the way, the amount of times I fucking talk about Starbucks, they should be sending me free Venti Vanilla lattes for that shit. They don't. But they should, but I'm not going to get fucked up about that. It's part of the territory. <laughs> All right, Lexi, you got to embrace the rejection. You got to embrace it. It's not a rejection of you. It's that your work is not fit for what they want, not what they're looking for. It's okay. And, you know, in many ways, there are people out there who are fucking sitting on that writing piece or want to be an actor and can't do it, can't bring themselves to it. You're out there. You're out on those skinny branches of the tree where it's a little windier, a little wetter, a lot more precarious. And that is what I call living. Welcome to the nation, Lexi. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Have a great one. See you on the flip side.